get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. With Michelle, I'm Randy. Great to have you with us as we start the Memorial Day weekend on 101 ESPN. And the... Chef for the Weber Grill Academy is Keith Brockman. He's with us now on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. And uh, we want your questions about how Keith can help you with your grilling or barbecuing this weekend. Chef, it's great to have you with us on 101 ESPN. Thank you so much for getting up and joining us. How are you doing today? Good. Good morning to you, Randy and Michelle. Uh, I'm doing great. I'm looking forward to some really good questions. Okay, well, first things first, Chef. We had our friend and blues broadcaster Joey Vitale on the show a couple segments prior, and he was talking about how all the dads in his neighborhood had a debate about beer can chicken when you're working with a beer can chicken on the grill. And the debate was, do you use a lager or a stout when you're grilling your beer can chicken? So I figured we would take it to you, the expert, to settle the debate. So what beer do you use when you're going to work in a beer can chicken? I drink the lager and I use the stout. (laughs) (laughs) The stout makes the chicken taste better. The lager just doesn't have enough flavor. All right. I am going to be doing swordfish this weekend. Is there any specific, and by the way, I will be using my my Weber Genesis gas grill. Uh, Is there anything specific with a, a nice piece of swordfish that I should do? Okay, so people are always asking me about fish, and the secret to fish is you want to make sure your grill is hot. And uh, a little Weber way, one of the things we tell everybody is oil the food, not the grill, because everybody's afraid that the fish will stick to the grill. Make sure your grill is nice and hot, and then take a very light oil, maybe a light vegetable oil. I like to use avocado oil um, and uh, oil the outside of the fish, season the fish, the oil will also help the seasoning stick to the fish. And with swordfish, I like to go a little bit medium rare. So I usually go two minutes aside um, and only flip it once. And the second time you flip it, you want to flip it into your indirect zone. And we can talk about that in a minute. Okay. Does that answer your question? It, it does. And uh, obviously, I'm set up for direct and indirect with a gas grill. But if somebody is doing it with a, a charcoal grill, how do they set up for direct versus indirect heat? Okay. So um, I like to set up my charcoal grill, what I call bullseye, which is ha- having all the charcoal in the direct center and around the outside is your indirect zone. However, a lot of people like to set up their grill to the left or the right, the back or the front. It's whatever you're comfortable with. Um, as long as you set up two zones, uh, you can do anything. So and unless you're smoking, and we can talk about that too. Chef, do you have a preference when it comes to pellet grills versus a traditional charcoal grill? Which one would you recommend? Well, it's funny you should ask. Um, Weber just came out with the Smoke Fire Pellet Grill, 
And it's a little different than everything else on the market. It has a uh, live flame in it. So you can get that live fire uh, sear on your fish or whatever and then continue to smoke. I do like pellet grills because you can get a nice flavor. Uh, The only difference between a pellet grill and, let's say, a Smoky Mountain smoker or a, uh, a kettle is you won't get as good of a smoke bark or a smoke ring. And um, that's for like professional barbecuers, and they're really into that. But the pellet grill does a great job. We have some questions for you with our mic drop feature on the 101 ESPN app, Keith. And here is Joshua for you. How do you best use pellets in a simple charcoal grill? Um, Okay, so uh, get a smoker box um, or one of those smoker tubes. And what you do is light your charcoal and then set the box of the tube directly on the charcoal. Get the pellets going and um, then just uh, smoke away. You want to set up a two zone or um, what I like to do on a charcoal grill is what I call medium off medium or uh, charcoal on one side, a water pan up the middle, charcoal on the other side, and then set the pellets right on top of the charcoal. And they work great. Um, You can also do that with wood chips uh, if you use a smoker box, or you can just sprinkle wood chips directly on the charcoal. Um, And then you can also use chunks, but that's another process. Uh, Let's hear from Zach, and Zach has a question for you. Keith, here we go. So if I'm grilling a hot dog, obviously if you grill them the long way, you get those nice, pleasing, aesthetic grill marks all across the hot dog. But I kind of like grilling my hot dogs the the other way so that they sort of sit within the grill grates uh you obviously don't get the grill marks but it's uh it seems better they don't roll around as much am i doing this wrong isn't it better to just have them sit in the little grill pockets it's all a matter of preference Uh, isn't it keith it is a matter of preference but here's what i like to do um i like to take my hot dogs and do you have a gas or a charcoal grill a gas grill okay so i like to put my hot dogs on the top rack and cook them almost a little more than halfway. And then I move them down to the direct heat, put the marks on them uh, really fast, and then finish them off in the indirect. And that way you get the aesthetics and you don't have to really mess with them a lot. So you put them the way you talked uh, in between the racks on your, on your shelf. And then after they're partially cooked, move them down to the direct heat. And that way you get uh, the best of both worlds. Keith, we uh, talked about swordfish for me. A text from the 417 to 65780. What about tuna? What about a tuna steak? Okay, tuna is really good. Um, Now, um, you could use the Weber barbecue system, which has a griddle in it. If you want to sear tuna rare, I suggest using one of the um, gourmet barbecue system griddles. However, uh, a lot of people don't have that. And what I like to do with tuna is just what I said. Uh, A lot of people like to use Asian rubs or Asian seasonings, sesame seeds, all that kind of stuff. Um, But you want to oil the outside of the fish first, season it. And with tuna, you want to go about a minute and a half on each side. And never, uh, once you put the grill on, and this goes with the swordfish and everything else, if you're looking, you're not cooking. What you want to do is put put the food on, close the lid, use a timer, time it about a minute and a half, turn it over. Go a minute and a half and always use a thermometer 
And uh, with tuna, I want to bring it up to about 120 to 130 degrees, and that's me- that's on the rare side of medium rare. And then always let it rest before you slice it. And by the way, I have uh, one of the Weber uh, one of the Weber app devices. Uh, with the probe and that makes all the difference in the world in getting to that temperature man it it makes life so easy and when you say if you're looking you're not cooking all you need to do is look at your phone and you tell you it tells you what temperature you have and um that's the iGrill correct yep okay the iGrill is a great thing um I'm going to throw in a little plug here I have iGrill's uh minis twos and threes in stock at the store today and um if you're looking for probes, because the probes tend to burn out really quick and you don't notice it until you're ready to barbecue, um, like you'll get like 10 or 12 uses out of a probe. I always have the probes in stock. I have the ambient probes and the regular probes. So if you want to just run up to the Galleria Mall, uh, instead of ordering it online, uh, you can come and get it that day. Uh, Chef Keith Brockman from the Weber Grill Academy with us on 101 ESPN as we approach the holiday weekend. And we always get this when we are doing segments like this, Keith. This text from the 314, how do I do a perfect brisket? (laughs) That's a long, long process. A perfect brisket, um, I still, I've been barbecuing for 20 years and I still don't think I've ever cooked a perfect brisket because I'm always uh, so critical of it. Um, briskets are really hard. Now I teach a, a brisket and pork butt class, uh, at the, at the grill Academy. And it would take me too long to go into it here on the radio. Uh, it, we'd be here for 20 minutes talking about, uh, all the things you need to do to do a perfect brisket. So, uh, what you need to do is, uh, come up to the, uh, grill Academy. Uh, I also have, um, a, a great book by uh, Jamie Provident Science called Barbecue, and um, it has all the recipes for making a perfect brisket in there also. Chef, is there something like a brisket where people are intimidated by it, but that you think that it's actually easier than they consider it to be? Is there something out there that, that you think a lot of people shy away from that you could say, no, I have a recipe for you, or it's, it, you should actually go out there and try it this weekend? Um, you shouldn't be intimidated by anything. I think where people get intimidated by things is the cost of the brisket or the uh, pork butt or the ribs. They're afraid that they're going to burn them. Uh, as long as you go low and slow, you're not going to burn them and use a thermometer. Um, you should never be intimidated by it um, because you're always going to get to eat it. It might not, not be like uh, one of these guys on TV on Barbecue Masters or something, but I guarantee you whatever you do, you're going to love it unless you burn it, of course. And you won't do that because you, you'll, you'll, you'll be uh, excited. And we have one more mic drop for you, Keith, and this is from Ricky. Good morning, Randy Michelle. I'd like to ask Keith how he would go about smoking a whole turkey breast on a Weber kettle. Thank you very much. All right. On a kettle. Okay, so I teach that class around Thanksgiving, and it's a really good class. Now, I try to find a smaller bird, but some people like to get the bigger bird. And um, I do not like to smoke um, turkeys with hickory or mesquite. Um, or even um, uh, pecan, any of those uh, woods. I like to use cherry, apple, or peach wood because they give it a, a nice flavor. And the way I do it, and the way it shows in our our cookbook, Smoke, is you take the uh, we use the Weber chunks, and the difference between the chunks and the chips are the chunks are about the size of your fist, 
and you want to put those in the bottom of each side uh, if you're using charcoal baskets in the bottom of the basket and you want to load it up pretty good about eight or nine chunks and then um, you want to get your chimney going now here's another thing please 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 do not use lighter fluid everybody just walk right by it at the grocery store lighter fluid is bad you want to use a lighter cube or an electric lighter or something that like that because all lighter fluid does is burn up your charcoal and that's what the charcoal guys want you to do so light your charcoal, um, get it going, and put half a chimney on either side and put a water pan up the middle. Now, the water pan does two things. It radiates the heat evenly so your bird cooks evenly, and it catches all the drippings so your barbecue doesn't get messed up. Um, and usually with a turkey, I um, don't worry about over-smoking it. I just put in the, the, the wood chunks at the beginning, um, and depending on the size of the bird, you might have to add a little bit more charcoal, but usually you're going to go about two, two and a half hours. You want to bring your turkey up to about 160, and you wanna, if you want to use an eye grill or a Weber Connect, the Weber Connect actually has a recipe on it. Um, you can insert the probe right behind the leg and the wing. You want to insert your probe there because that's the slowest part, cooking part of the bird, and it'll go about two hours. Um, so you want to bring your bird up to about 160, 165, depending on how you like it. You want to take it off the grill and make sure you let it rest for about, oh, 20 minutes before you cut into it, and you will have an absolutely delicious uh, bird. Now, the other thing um, I forgot to mention was you, a lot of people marinate their birds and all that kind of stuff. I like to use a brine, and what I do is I take the bird, I drop it in a saltwater brine, usually with a little clove, a little cinnamon, in a bag when it's semi-frozen, and then I just drop it in a cooler and leave it sit in the cooler overnight. And instead of having that bird in my refrigerator clogging up all that space in my refrigerator, that cooler will let it thaw under refrigeration, and you won't have to worry about bacteria or all that kind of stuff. And then, then do not rub the bird with oil when you take it out of the brine. The brine will help all your herbs and seasonings stick to the bird. So I hope that helped you out. I do teach that class around Thanksgiving and Christmas. I usually do it about three or four times. All right. Keith, great information. Thanks so much for the time. We appreciate it. You have a great weekend of grilling, and hopefully we'll be okay. able to do this again. Can get a quick plug in? Yeah, the sure. Restaurant is, the restaurant is open. Uh, we open Tuesday. We're open from 11 till 8 o'clock, Monday, Monday through Thursday. On um, Friday and Saturday, we are going to be open till 9 o'clock, and we're following all the guidelines. Uh, please come in and check us out. And the Grill Academy, I also have books, charcoal, wood chunks, chips, and all the accessories. Thank you all very much for having me on today. All right, Keith, take care. That is uh, Keith Brockman from the Weber Grill Academy.